0: first one is going to come from Gene Frenette. Uh, hey, Tom, uh, a two-part question about Byron. Yeah. Uh, number one, uh, now that you've had a full season with him, what yep. would you say is the biggest benefit that he has provided you this season? I mean, you've, you've had zillions of, uh, you know, seasons with offensive coordinators. What has Byron done for you? And, well, and the second part, 15 years ago, You went head-to-head with him in a playoff game and now a a guy two and a half years younger than you is coaching you I mean that's pretty bizarre yeah he's a uh Byron has a great presence about him he's a you know former quarterback so I think so much of how he sees the game is through the eyes of the quarterback and you know puts himself in that position that okay um, how would I like this done if I was under center and um got a great understanding of the game um great work ethic uh, has great command and presence and uh, he's a he's a great coach so I love working with him he's uh, done a great job with our offense does a great job calling the game um, has a really instinctive feel for how you know the the flow of the game who needs to get into the game Um, so it's been a real pleasure working with him Uh, I love our time together we talk football all day Um, you know he's kind of a gym rat like I am too so we talk about other sports you know he loves golf basketball so uh, you know we're not talking football we're talking other sports so it's pretty cool and then the fact that you know we've known each other a long time and uh, always watched him from afar you know when he was at Jacksonville played against them he went to the Steelers for a little bit um, and then got into coaching and he's he's really done an amazing job in his coaching career we will go over to Trent gamble with the independent Um, hi Tom, it's a real honour to speak to you, man. Um, I hope your family are well, and congratulations on making it to another Super Bowl. Thank you, appreciate it. Um, Gronk was asked the other day about this, but could you put into words sort of how it feels knowing that so many New England fans are behind you, despite you guys moving to Tampa? You know, it's it's been a um, you, know, you obviously anytime time you change teams, you don't know how it's going to go. But I think there's been incredible support I've had from uh, you know all the. You know, for the team I used to play for, all all the New England fans, and um, you know, I still obviously have a great affection for New England and you know I, I said the other day my kids were born in Boston. so I mean, I have a lot of love for Boston and all of New England and the incredible support over the years. Um, you know again, it was an amazing two decades of my life. and you know, I'll always have a presence there. I have a lot of friends there. Um, it's just really cool to be able to, you know have that experience in my life and then again have my football journey take me to somewhere else and then you know come down here and play for a different team but still have incredible support and even you know all the guys I used to play with in New England I have still I have a lot of friends I've heard from so many of my teammates so many, so many of my old coaches that you know are wishing me luck so it's been really cool. All right we'll go over to Teresa Walker with the Associated Press. Tom the Pro Football Hall of Fame announcement is going to be coming Saturday night. Peyton is kind of uh, expected to be in that class as a first ballot. How has he helped maybe revolutionize the quarterback position in the NFL? Well, Peyton was uh, someone that I always just uh, admired as a quarterback as a as a um the leader of a team. And uh Peyton and I are right around the same age. He's a few years older than me, but You know, I got. I always looked up to Peyton because he was a little older than me and he was always doing things the right way. His team was always in it. You know, I know our teams had a rivalry against one another, but when you went against a Peyton Manning-led team, you were going going against essentially the the other best team in the league. And um, it's no real surprise that, you know, he'd be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, I mean, an amazing player. Uh, He took so much on. I think he, you know, like any – i think great quarterback you it's there's a lot of responsibility that you take on you know you want to make sure you know everything's a reflection of how you see the game and you want to make sure everyone's on the same page and when you when everyone's seeing it through the same set of eyes it's it's a great way to play football and you know working with the coaching staff because ultimately you're the player on the field you know it's there's no perfect play that can always be called for every you know defense and the quarterback they have to you know the coaches have to trust the quarterback to get it right and i think a guy like Peyton. The coaches, you know, when I think of Coach Moore and Coach Clyde that were here working with Peyton, Coach Dungey, they had so much trust in Peyton to get things right. And uh, he always did. So then he went on to Denver, had a great career there. And um, you know, I had a chance to know him for I don't know, a long time, twenty plus years. And uh nothing surprises me about him and his accomplishments. He's a tremendous player. Um we always keep in touch. Uh he's always wishing me. Uh, well wishes and so forth and um, you know really happy for him we're gonna go over to Anthony Curdy from ESPN Brazil hi Tom and congratulations on being your attempts Super Bowl just a quick question um, most of the people just see the rings and Phil can see how mentally strong you have to be so you can achieve the you know, greatest status you have is there any turning moment in your career like when a superhero gets his powers you know that you saw something clicking and you thought no you know I, I'm a different person you know perhaps the final drive of Super Bowl 36 I don't know and a quick follow-up could you say hi to your many many fans in Brazil I don't know how many Portuguese words you you know know and, and can say but they will be so happy my Portuguese uh, let me say this my son who's 10 is Portuguese is amazing my 8 year old daughter is fluent in Portuguese, and unfortunately, their dad is way behind in uh, in his understanding of how to speak the language. But I can usually understand a lot of things. My wife will say papai no sabe nada, um, which means daddy doesn't know anything. Um, I usually get that a lot in the house. So, you know, I know when they're speaking Portuguese, kind of what they're saying, even if they're, you know, taking shots at their dad. So they're very young. Um, sometimes when i do use my portuguese words, my daughter will be like daddy you spoke portuguese you know which is uh which is pretty great so she's very fluent and then as far as i think my um you know uh, i would say becoming a nfl player and then transitioning to a starter and then someone who was um you know kind of a qb1 i think that happened over a period of time and um I started in college. I went to a big college. It was a lot of expectation at that big college and, um, you know, got to the pros and wanted to be a, a consistent, dependable player. And I think every year just tried to improve my game a little bit. And i um, going to have to keep improving it. And as long as I'm playing, I, I want to improve and get better. And I think next year is going to be a lot better than this year. You know, I feel like I'll be in a much better place mentally. Um, I'm going to train a lot better this year physically next year. I'll be in a better place. So, um, I know as soon as this game ends, we're on the next season. So, you know, we'll get ready for this season and then start thinking about next year. We're going to go over to Kim Jones from the NFL Network. Hi, Tom. Um, when, when I think you and Jason Pierre-Paul first became teammates, he told me you said something to him like, now you don't have to chase me around anymore. Um, I just wonder, as a human and a football teammate, if you ever look at what he's done, particularly with his compromised right hand and kind of marvel at, at what that must have taken for him to do all of that. You know, I, I've i obviously played against JPP quite a bit and um, absolutely love getting the chance to know him and be his teammate. Um, he's absolutely everything you look for in a competitor and a teammate. His leadership, um, not only his play style in the game, but you know, how he practices, his, Work ethic, you know, he's he's a relentless guy. He's a relentless competitor, and he's got incredible mental toughness. And, um, you know, he's just, you know, when you look over at that defense and you see him out there, you're, you know, everyone loves seeing JPP out there making plays because when he's making plays, the whole defense is making plays, and Shaq and Domikin's making plays. Um, Vita, then you got Levante, you got Devin making plays, guys in the secondary making plays. So, but JPP is, uh, you know, absolutely like a ringleader of that group. You know, he's just – when he's going, everyone's going. And uh, he brings a lot of juice. So, we love seeing him out there. I love, again, love playing with the guy and um, love getting to know him. He's an amazing guy, amazing player. Thank you. We're going to go to Charlie Clifford. Um, congrats on a great run, man. Thank you. Back on the Peyton thing, if you were asked to give a short story a bit about him, let's say at his induction, what would that be? And also, with the rivalry with Eli, can you differentiate the rivalry with Peyton? Is one rank higher than the other? Yeah, well, you know, obviously the Colts were in the division. I played against them, you know, Peyton a lot. It seemed like they were in our division. They were when I first started in the league, and then uh, they moved to the south. Out of the east into the south when houston came into the league but um you know they're you know and, and then eli playing in the nfc east you know we didn't get to play those guys we played them every preseason so uh we had a lot of great games unfortunately didn't always do our best against that team uh played always a little bit better against the colts than the giants but you know both it's really amazing what peyton and eli did in the nfl and and archie to have three pro quarterbacks who were, as tremendous players, leaders, uh, high achievers that they were, uh, says a lot about their family. So uh, I always just had great respect for all of them. They're great competitors, great leaders, and uh, happy Peyton's got a you know amazing another amazing accomplishment in his career. Um, you know, and respect Peyton for being the number one overall pick, you know, really living up to the standard of a number one pick on and off the field and he always seemed to do things the right way. And He would, you know, there was always a story that when I first played them, it was my first start, I went over out early and I went up to Peyton and I had never really talked to him. And I said, hey, Peyton, I'm Tom Brady here. I think I walked over, he says, hey, what's up, Tom? And it kind of, you know, blew me away that he knew who I was, which was pretty cool. And, uh, again, been friends ever since. We're going to go over to Karen Loftus from WFLA. Hey, Tom, I want to go back to talking about Byron real quick. He may be the epitome of toughness when you talk about his time in Marshall, if you remember his his one-leg game where he finishes the game with a broken leg and his offensive linemen are carrying him down the field. Yeah. What does that do to set the tone for this team, knowing that you have an OC that is such a warrior? And do you think that some of the younger guys have even seen this video? If they haven't, they need to. And Byron, I talked about that day, and it happened. And he went, you know, left the stadium and uh, got x rays, drove back to the stadium, went back in the game and finished it and, and, and balled out, you know. And, uh, you know, I think he's, it's really an example of who he is because, A, he's a great competitor, um, wants to be out there for his team, and he was going to give it everything that he has. And it's the same way that he coaches, he gives everything he's got. So, Again, just a great leader. We love playing for him. Uh, you know, he's high expectations for us. Um, he just has a great demeanor. Nothing ever, in the end, really gets under his skin. You know, he's got great poise, and he's just, he's just got an amazing sense of uh, poise under duress. And uh, it's a great attribute to have for a coach. And he's gonna, he's got a lot of great years ahead as a, as a coach, and I'm sure he'll be a head coach very soon. Our last one's going to come from Tom Rock at Newsday. Tom, I was hoping you could talk a little bit about how you were able to forge such a close relationship with AB in, in such a short amount of time, and also it, if it reminds you of any any other relationships that you've had in this league. I'm thinking maybe Randy Moss, who was sort of uh, you know had some bumps along the along his career, and then and then found you and and was able to get to his best. Yeah, you know, I think my relationship with with. Um every player, whether it was Randy, um, and AB, it just starts with just a, I don't have any predisposed notions of how things will go or how they should go. I just try to get to know everybody. Um, I try to, you know, in my own way, um, you know, be a positive influence in, in their life. They're a positive influence in my life. Um, you know, Randy and I connected right away. Antonio and I connected right away. And, he has a great love for the game. Uh, is a real perfectionist about how he plays, how he takes care of himself. Um, incredible football IQ, um, and then again, a great skill set just as a player. And I think made incredible strides over the last 12 months to get from where he was at to where he's at now. And I think that's one of the, you know, again, for 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 me as an older player, I think the impact that. It, I want to have as I continue to move forward is help other people maximize their potential. And um, I feel like, you know, I'm obviously on the much closer to the end than the beginning. Um, I have the ability to help people through my own experiences to help them be the best they could be. And I think that's the enjoyable part. Because one thing to go out and throw passes and that's fun and I love that and I love winning and all that. But, you know, there's we all have lives, we all have, uh, you know, everybody is dealing with life, which, you know, is not always the easiest thing for all of us. So, you know, you just try to provide some words of support or advice or, um, you know, again, care for people. I think that's a really important thing that we need to do, that all of us need to do. We need to care for people more and um, allow people to blossom and be the best they could be because they can trust you and that you believe in them and you want to ultimately see them succeed. And I think that's a great part about sports. It's a great part about life and investing time in people. And um, seeing people grow—I mean, that's one of the great—that's one of the great things about being a professional athlete. Certainly, an older professional athlete that um, is surrounded by a lot of younger players who I want to see them succeed. That's all we have time for today. Thanks, Tom. Right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.